Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the pro-independence leaders in exile. Carlos Puigdemont, the Catalan president during the 2017 independence referendum, appeared in court in Italy this week, the latest chapter in Spain's four-year battle to have him extradited. Coming up on this week's podcast, we have an interview with Puigdemont's lawyer, Gonzalo Boye, who travelled with the former Catalan president to Sardinia for the hearing. We'll also be taking a look back at the ins and outs of the last four years of legal wranglings involving not only Puigdemont, but several other pro-independence leaders in exile too. And we'll be looking ahead to see what happens next, with Catalonia demanding an amnesty, but Spain firmly ruling that out. Joining me in today's podcast is Catalan News Deputy Editor, Guifre Jordan. Hi Guifre. Hi, hi Lorcan, how are you doing? This story of Puigdemont, if you like, whether you're an independence supporter or you're completely against Catalan independence, the events of the last four years have been incredibly dramatic, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised that Netflix decides to <laughs> to make some some series about, uh, especially about Puigdemont, because there's loads of drama, as you said. So leaving a country discreetly after a very high stakes uh, events in Catalonia in 2017, then being imprisoned, being wanted by Spain, legal proceedings in several countries, becoming MEP. So all this in four years and yeah. even less than that. So it's almost like a film sometimes. Yeah, well, let's let's start at the end. The latest episode in this saga, if you like, has been Puigdemont's court appearance this week in Italy. Tell us what happened there. Well, he was going to the island of Sardinia in Italy to attend some Catalan culture event in the town of Alguero, which yeah. is Catalan speaking. So. Yeah, just as an aside, there's this town in the island of Sardinia, yeah. as you say, that has a Catalan speaking community. Exactly. So, so yeah, he was going to Alguero, and once he he landed in in Alguero airport, he was arrested by Italian police, saying that they were responding to Spain's request to extradite him. So he spent one night in jail, and then the day after, a court in Sassari, another town in uh, Sardinia, decided to release him. So he spent one day in jail. This court just let him go and free, travel. Free to travel. Free no to conditions. Travel, no conditions. The only condition was to return two weeks later on October the 4th for the outcome of the decision of this judge whether to extradite him or not. And then on October the 4th, uh, this court decided to suspend the, the procedure. So they didn't decide whether to hand him over or not. Okay. The question then, obviously, is why is the extradition? Exactly. Yeah, why is the extradition procedure being exactly. suspended? This is a bit complicated, so let's try to make it uh, as simple as possible for our listeners. Basically, Puigdemont and other uh, exiled pro-independence leaders became MEPs in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you become MEP, you gain some privileges, some some immunity, so they cannot arrest you while uh, in office. In in theory. And in 2021, Spain's Supreme Court decided to ask for the EU Parliament to remove this immunity because they've got an open case in Spain. MEPs voted in favour. It was a bit of a tight vote, but MEPs voted in favour of removing their immunities. But they appealed uh, against the removal of these privileges. And now this case is in the EU court. Okay, so Puigdemont and the other MEPs 
Clara Ponsati and Tony Comin uh, appealed against the decision. Exactly. So it's, and we're, we're waiting on that. We're waiting. And all the extradition procedures, including this one in Sardinia, are now suspended or stopped, waiting for the EU court to decide whether they have immunity or they don't have immunity. Okay. And not only that, but the Italian court also decided to suspend it, not only because of that, but also because... It's a long story, Lorcan, but, but just <laughs> making, <got> time. <laughs> <laughs> making it short, basically Spain's Supreme Court, the one in charge of their case, this court asked the European Court of Justice on the criteria Belgium had used to reject one extradition of another exiled leader, not Puigdemont, but Puig, Luis Puig. Okay, Luis Puig, who is in Belgium as well, isn't an MEP. Uh, so his case was kind of closed, wasn't it? Belgium said, we're not extraditing them. Exactly. But the Spanish Supreme Court have said, well, hold on a second. Are you sure that the criteria applied exactly. are correct? Basically, the criteria of the Belgian court to reject this was like, uh, they believed uh, Luis Puig's uh, presumption of innocence could be at risk mm. uh, if he were to be extradited. And also, they thought that the Supreme Court is not the appropriate court to try him because okay. they uh, because the Supreme Court only tries officials in office. So it is all down to the European courts, not only because of the immunity, uh, but also because of Belgium's decision on Luis Puig. Okay, back to basics here. <laughs> yeah. Why are these people wanted? That's a good question. So they were all members of the Catalan government when the 2017 independence push took place. Uh, in autumn 2017, that includes the referendum of independence of October the 1st, 2017, despite Spain's ban on this vote, and also the declaration of independence in Parliament. So right after that, Spain suspended Catalonia's self-government and began procedures against all the members of government which they had just sacked, let's mm -hmm. say. Right, half of them stayed in Catalonia. They faced trial in in Spain, and they spent more than three years in in jail. Then they were pardoned, and so on. Uh, while the others um, haven't been judged because they just went into exile right after the the independence push. And it was a surprise, wasn't it? It was absolutely shocking. I remember the Declaration of Independence happened on a Friday, 27th of October. Then that weekend, there was like silence by the Catalan government. Like, okay, you've just been sacked by Madrid. You're not saying anything. And then on Monday, we suddenly know that half of that some members of the government, we didn't know who, were in Belgium. It was very confusing, but what is clear, and I remember perfectly, I was in the office, none of us expected yeah. at all. Because no, no one was talking about it. People mm. were talking about, okay, what is the Catalan government going to do? Are they going to arrest everyone? Will Catalan ministers stay in their in their offices? So what's going to happen? But you know, this international scenario wasn't in the plan. And in terms of the alleged crimes that they're wanted for, um, how does that break down? Well, at the beginning, they were um, facing rebellion and misuse of public funds. But in the last European arrest warrants, these rebellion charges had torn into sedition charges because in the Catalan trial of the leaders who stayed and who were imprisoned, mm -hmm. the final decision of the Supreme Court was to, to convict them for sedition. And Rather not than rebellion. rebellion. Yeah, so talking a little bit in general, it's sedition and misuse of public funds, which could carry 
a decade in, in jail because the other leaders have been uh, facing decade-long convictions before being pardoned. Now, between that, those events four years ago and the present day, so much has happened. There's been so much legal back and forth. So to summarise, we've prepared a quick-fire guide to all the ins and outs of Puigdemont and the other pro-independence leaders four years in exile. Three days after the Declaration of Independence in Parliament on October 27, 2017, massive news breaks. Half of the Catalan government, who have just been sacked, have gone into exile in Belgium, including the deposed president, Carles Puigdemont. Their first press conference hits the headlines worldwide. And here, in order to act with freedom and safety. Spain's Supreme Court issues a European and international arrest warrant against the five exiles in Brussels. Puigdemont, Tony Comín, Clara Ponsatí, Merichel Serret and Juiz Puig. But one month later it's withdrawn, fearing that Belgium's courts would partly or completely reject extraditions. In early 2018, two more pro-independence officials go into exile, this time in Switzerland. Marta Rubira and Ana Gabriel. Then in March, the European arrest warrants are reactivated for all officials except Gabriel. Two days later, Puigdemont is arrested in Germany while travelling from Finland to Belgium. He spends 12 days in provisional detention until he's released pending a decision on his extradition. It's a shame for Europe to have political prisoners. That spring, Switzerland ignores Spain's request for Rubida, and Belgium turns down extradition requests for three of the politicians there, citing procedural irregularities. A few months later, July 2018, Germany agrees to extradite Puigdemont, but only for misuse of funds, not for sedition or rebellion. The Supreme Court in Spain decides to withdraw all of the arrest warrants to avoid having the former president extradited, but without being able to try him for all charges. The ongoing case against Ponsati, now in Scotland, is also halted. A third attempt to get four of the leaders extradited begins in October 2019, in the wake of convictions of pro-independence leaders who had stayed in Catalonia. Visto para sentencia. But the Supreme Court hits a new hurdle in January 2020. After some legal dispute, Puigdemont, Comín and Ponsatí become members of the European Parliament, thanks to their successful European election results back in May 2019. As MEPs, they are granted immunity and their extradition procedures are suspended. Lluís Puig, who is not an MEP, does have to face court in Belgium, but the judiciary ends up refusing his extradition in January 2021 on the grounds that the Supreme Court should not be the court judging him in Spain, and also arguing that his presumption of innocence could be at risk if handed over. The Supreme Court asked the EU magistrates whether Belgium's criteria is lawful. In March of this year, Merichel Serret returns to Catalonia from Belgium without being imprisoned, but Puigdemont, Comín and Ponsatí lose their immunity as MEPs in an EU Parliament vote requested by the Spanish judiciary. Request for waiver of the immunity of Carles Puigdemont y Casamayo was adopted. They appealed the decision before the European General Court, saying the rapporteur in the case was not impartial and there was a breach of confidentiality during MEPs' deliberations. 
In June, the Council of Europe advises Spain to withdraw the European arrest warrants, but this is ignored. These convictions, as well as the ongoing prosecution of hundreds of other Catalan officials, do not reflect well on Spain as a living democracy. Now, the extradition processes are on hold, pending a decision from the European Court, meaning Puigdemont and the other pro-independence figures have been in exile for four years and counting. Okay, so a whole roller coaster of events in the last four years and all over Europe as well. Yeah, including Germany, actually. Um, I actually covered his imprisonment in Germany and I spent, I'd say, 10 days outside uh, the prison in Neumünster in in Schleswig-Holstein land. And it was, I think, one of the biggest stories I've covered because it was so packed of journalists. So I remember him, the day he was released... It was incredible the amount of journalists that were already waiting for him uh, outside the jail at 6 a.m. You know, I decided to be there at 6 a.m. because he was supposed to leave at some point in the morning, which in the end was at 2 p.m. <laughs> so, so I spent eight hours waiting for that. Uh, but at 6, I was like, OK, I'm going to have the greatest spot because you know, it's, it's 6 a.m., no, it was full. It was Even the parking lot, it was already full. Oh, yeah. So I could, uh, I had to park somehow. And once he was released, he uh, decided to hold a press conference in Berlin. That was four hours by car. And we all had to rush to attend that press conference. And that day, it was an absolute chaos. Yeah. You know, there was no room to, to even stand, to move cables, to, to put the microphone in a, in a decent place to get his his speech and so on. So it was unbelievable. And the same had happened around six months before in Brussels when he first went into exile. Hmm. The first press conference, I wasn't there, but a colleague of mine was. And it was a chaos. She said that she had never seen before. Well, uh, you know, I suppose we're talking about a Western European country where some elected representatives have decided to leave the country because they're being faced with charges of sedition or rebellion. And, you know, so it's a pretty unusual case. It's pretty un- unique that's happening. Isn't absolutely, it? absolutely. So everyone was shocked. I have to say, though, that now, uh, three years after the story in Germany, he was arrested again in Sardinia. The media attention was not as big mm. as when he was arrested in, in Germany. So things have cal- calmed down and the attention is not... So Catalonia is not as much uh, in the spotlight as in 2017-2018. Okay, now it's time for an interview. I'm happy to say that we managed to speak to Gonzalo Boy, who's got a very busy schedule, as you might imagine. He is Carlos Puigdemont's lawyer, and we spoke to him about his perspective on the extradition process. Spain is a country that issues a lot of European arrest warrants, and Spain is a country that executes a lot of European arrest warrants every year, I would say every week. And why there is a problem with only with these four extraditions? Well, very simple, because the facts constitute not criminal offence. Those facts are in no country acceptable as a criminal offence, but as a political situation. Switzerland has said already three times to Judge Arena, we are not going to execute such an order because this is a political offense. Are you absolutely certain that they are never going to be extradited? Of course, I'm sure. I mean, I mean uh, we have been working in a very solid basis uh, since the end of October 2017, and we have demonstrated 
step by step in every single jurisdiction that we have filed these extraditions, that there is no reasons for that. No one can seriously challenge our credibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After the events in, in, in Sardinia and the, and the outcome of it and, and so on, would you recommend your clients, including former President Puigdemont and, and others, to, to travel? Well, uh, as, I, as I always said, the best way to defend the rights are by exercising. And the freedom of movement is a right that all European citizens got. Uh, so I, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't travel. They should travel. And the, if there are problems, we will solve the problems as, as we did in Italy, as we did before in Germany, as we have been doing everywhere. And I don't see any reason why they, they should not travel. And with the current situation, maybe there's some country apart from Spain where you would say, well, this you can travel, but maybe this country better not. Well, apart from Spain, we highly recommend our client not to travel to North Korea. Okay. Um, are you working in any legal strategy or situation in the short or long run to enable them a return to, to, to Catalonia, let's say, for instance, to their homes. We have been working on that for the past four years, and the extradition procedures are nothing more than a tool to obtain or to create the legal frame in which they could return to Catalonia as far as Spain remain in the EU. What does it mean? I mean, if Spain respect the EU law and they respect the decisions of the European institutions, then we are right and we are going to demonstrate that they can come back to Catalonia and that they, 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 can, they can walk here freely. Mm -hmm. yeah, but how would this work? I, I, I don't understand what, what did to do, like the extradition processes. Well, the problem is that that's exactly the same problem that uh, the Supreme Court is facing. They don't understand what we're doing and we prefer to work in that way. But, but let, me, let, let me tell you something. It will work. What I'm sure is that if Spain wants to remain in the EU and if Spain doesn't want to be sanctioned, heavily sanctioned for not respecting EU decisions and law, then there will be uh, sooner than later, much sooner than what people expected, and a frame, a legal frame in which they will be able to return to Catalonia. Okay, okay. Much sooner than later. Much sooner than later. Our thanks to Gonzalo Boye. So, Gifrey, what happens now? Okay, well, I'm sorry, Lorcan, I left my crystal ball at home. But I always tell you to bring that. Oh, sorry about that. But anyway, uh, that's obviously very difficult to know. What I can say is like the future stances by uh, the Catalan and the Spanish governments, for instance, mm -hmm. are pretty clear and difficult to move. I, I don't expect any move. For instance, the Catalan government and the whole pro-independence campaigners want an amnesty for all the exile leaders, but also other people facing um, legal procedures stemming from the independence push in the 2010s. Okay. So if this amnesty were to be accepted by Spain, there would be no judicial case against Puigdemont and he would be able to return. That's the main aim of the amnesty. But of course, Spain is absolutely against it, against an amnesty for all the leaders. Will they change their mind? I don't think so. Possibly, even if they change their mind, this issue would end in the Spanish Constitutional Court, which 
would mm, have their chance to ban this law or to revoke this law. And the fact that uh, the Spanish government pardoned the Catalan leaders a few months back who were tried for the similar crimes that Puigdemont would be tried for or that they want to extradite him for, does that have any bearing on on the process? Yeah, one could think that. But you know what happens? I think with Puigdemont, with all the story we've explained today in this podcast, his story is like a bit different from the others and he's become some kind of symbol of the pro-independence movement. The others too, but Puigdemont's attracted more international media attention. He's managed to somehow embarrass a little bit Spanish uh, justice for four years. They haven't been able to extradite him. So I think there's more opposition to Puigdemont than to uh, any other pro-independence politician from a Spanish point of view. As a matter of fact, Pedro Sánchez, the current president of Spain, promised in the 2019 Spanish election campaign that he would ensure he would uh, be extradited. The Spanish People's Party, the Conservatives, now in opposition, have also pledged to get his extradition if they ever reach uh, the Spanish government. So, so it's a it's a big puts them on. It's a big topic, hmm. and and there's quite a consensus there across the bigger parties. Yeah, I'd say so. I would leave Podemos, the the anti anti austerity left wing Podemos, apart. So they are against this extradition, but all the others, I mean, they are absolutely united in in that. Maybe not the socialists, but the other three main parties in the Spanish Congress, the People's Party, Ciudadanos and Vox, they are saying that Puigdemont was the leader of a coup d'etat in 2017, mm. which uh, wanted to, to break the Spanish constitution and to split the country. Therefore, they think that he has to be accountable for that. Mm-hmm. And, and because they consider him a leader of a rebellion, yeah. And it, it's worth saying as well that the other leaders, the other ministers and, and vice presidents who on that were tried were found guilty as well. Exactly. All of them were found guilty. So therefore, Spanish parties, most of Spanish parties say Puigdemont is not above any other citizen and he has to be tried like any other citizen. So he has to be accountable for his acts. So for the minute, Puigdemont is free to travel across the EU. We've seen he's been to Italy and it's it's emerged that some countries have actually said that they wouldn't extradite any of these exiled um, independence leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only Belgium, Scotland, Germany and Switzerland, which were already involved in some, in some case, but also other countries like Lithuania or Austria had at some point in these four years stated that they wouldn't extradite the the Catalan leaders. Yeah, because basically I think there's, they've got some centralized system where Spain says we want this guy and they can write back and say, oh no, but he's an MEP or oh no, but uh, sedition doesn't exist in our legal system. So no, these kind of things. No, Exactly, this kind of things. Uh, just interesting also to point out that maybe someone uh, listening to this podcast is wondering, what if they return to Spain? Well, there's an arrest warrant in Spain too. So not only an, an, a European arrest warrant, but also an arrest warrant in Spain. And even when they had immunity as MEP, they didn't dare to cross the border. They even went to the what we call Northern Catalonia, which is like a strip in, in Southern France where they speak Catalan and so on. But they never crossed the border because even with immunity, they are sure that Spain would arrest them. 
Okay, so the story is set to run and run. As always, you can keep up to date on catalannews.com and on our social media channels, of course, as well. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What is it this week? So this week, it's Pisha fora de test. Pisha fora de test. Yeah, uh, if you can understand. Outside something or other? Yeah, test is, uh, is a pot, you know, where plants grow. Okay. So Pisha is piss. Uh, so piss, so piss outside the pot. Outside a pot, correct. Does, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> but can you guess means? the meaning or something? <laughs> well, basically the, the main meaning is when you say something inappropriate in a meeting or when you behave inappropriately in a gathering or something. Uh, and you, so you say, oh, Lorcan's pissed outside the pot again. Correct, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, oh, the Lorcan abishat for the test again. It's like he's put his foot in it or something like that, I would say in English, I think. You know yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, pisar for the test. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks very much, Keefe, for joining me today. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. Thanks to you for listening, of course. And we'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.